Mm. I like how you got the 8.5 ball on the dodgeball podcast. That's definitely old school, man. Always, even though I don't play it anymore. Always and forever. Yeah. Always near and dear to me. All right. Well, we shall begin in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I am joined by the one and only David Benedetto and Saw. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Good to be here. <laughs> Fuck, you took my word. God damn it. I yeah. spent the last five minutes getting ready to say the word awesome. So, uh, you know what? You snooze, you lose, buddy. Yeah. No. Yeah. You had your chance. <laughs> so, um, Steven, take it away, man. You're in charge, man. We just work here. <laughs> well, let's... Uh, just to kind of preface this, so we'll, like I said, offline, we'll probably cut this into two episodes, um, but I wanted to focus mostly on Wakapalooza and just kind of get an idea of the event. Um, last week, I did a little bit of a precap for Squid with uh, with E uh, Valdez and kind of wanted to do the same thing here. Um, saw you, David, posting this quite a bit and um, looks like an awesome event and just kind of wanted to pick, to pick both yours and Saw's brains, see what we're the players are, are getting themselves in for get some background behind it and then uh we'll see where we go after that so um we'll start some introductions just on the off chance um saw people don't know you why don't we just start with a brief you know who you are um where you came from and 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 we'll start there all right uh my name is saw dow i have been in the uh social sports community probably the longest i've been playing co-ed rec sports since 2002 2003 and i first started in dodgeball back in orange county back when the uh, ndl was trying to create these satellite leagues all across the country and from there then it became a world dodgeball society and all sorts of stuff then i got into other sports like code kickball code volleyball things like that and uh, all the way to today we're um you know i work for a company called club waka and i manage all of their national tournaments and events across the country where we bring you know, uh, players of all sorts of recreational co-ed sports together for tournaments and parties and events and stuff like that. So uh, this is a space that I love. I love the community. I love the people. I love just the joy it brings when people come together um, for a common sport, but then they come out of it making new friends, family. um, And it's just, it's absolutely just a dream. I'm remembering like, dodgeball cruise or a waka themed cruise are those yeah. what are those what are those about <laughs> those are awesome you know it's about because i mean at the end of the day we come together to play the sport but the sport is really the excuse to get together it's really just being with friends and creating memories so if you can do that through the sport why not take that sport out of the gym out of the field and do other things like take it onto a cruise ship or take it up to a a a ski mountain or uh, up to a camp and just have a wonderful time. And you can recreate those uh, fun, competitive spirit on the court that you can bring into every other aspect of of life and fun. So whether it's drinking games or a dating competition or whatever it may be, um, I think just the opportunity to bring people together and have a good time, share and create really unique memories that last a lifetime is just something that is really hard to duplicate elsewhere. So just really proud and happy to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, all of my best friends come from this community. And it's how I met David, it's how I met you. So um, it, it's just it's just been a blessing. And uh, I want to, want to keep it going as long as I can. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we. Uh, I think I, I'm trying to remember the NDL days. I definitely remember um, NLA tournaments. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> 
I especially remember the the awesome donation of dodgeballs that you gave us for Tucson Dodgeball. That was that was so cool. I remember we walked out with like twelve or fourteen dodgeballs. They they lasted us a very long time for open gym and for league play. So um yeah, I hope I thanked you properly almost ten years ago. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that, man. That was so cool of you. Yeah, it was a good well, time. I think I think also Wikipedia has uh acknowledged this uh saws the durability of saws dodgeballs if you look it up. But uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead and continue with that flow there. <laughs> no worries. Um, <laughs> what were we going to say, Saw? Sorry. I was just going to say, um, you know, dodgeball has been a great driver of many things. And, uh, you know, it's a sport that I will always love and cherish for getting me started. Um, and, you know, just one of the fun things, like, you know, uh, breaking the world record for the largest dodgeball game. We've done it several times. And we still hold, I believe we still have the standing record right now. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's just so much fun. It's it's honestly fun, and people sometimes lose sight of the fact that the sport is just one aspect of the of the community. So real, real quick, um, just to get some more background with you, saw so did you? It was dodgeball first, and then you moved on to creating these events, and then ultimately working for Waka. Is that correct? Or that, that's correct. Yeah, okay. uh, dodgeball, NLA, and now Club Waka. Okay, there's the there's the, the chronology chronology there. So. Um, Obviously, I mean, you, you fell in love with dodgeball, but like, um, it, you, it must've done something to you because, you know, like you said earlier, you've, you've been able to work with this organization, put together many events, bring a lot of people together, have a lot of fun. Um, you know, for people that are just kind of struggling or, or attempting to do something so small as, you know, run a league or open gym, you know, what, what kind of advice would you give them to, you know, just kind of looking back in your, your humble <laughs> beginnings? Um, well, I mean, the best advice is. Uh, I, what the, the core thing about it. it's about the people right so um the sport is always going to be there and it's always going to evolve and change whether it's a different type of ball or different type of rules but as an organizer um if you show that you care about the people that are in your community they'll be back because that's what it's about you want to be in a community of with people that care about you um and so if you can demonstrate that you know that the people joining your league or your tournament are more than just a number and more than just a dollar sign, you're not only going to see growth, but you're going to see more value for yourself personally. And I think that's sometimes when you get lost in just all the minutia of logistics and organization, you forget about the most important thing is, you know, talk to them, get to know who they are, what their likes, dislikes are, and why are they here for dodgeball? Who do they know? Um, and what, what are they seeking? Are they just, you know, looking to get a good workout, meet a new friend? Um, they're new in town, things like that. And I think, when you remember to focus on the people, everybody has a great time and you will thrive and grow. I'd like to add something to that as well. Now, I've only done five tournaments, which is not on the scale of what Saw has done, whether he set up in Gardena, his NLA uh, massive sports complex. I mean, he's done many tournaments, but I think Saw recognizes the karma that goes with this and to pay it forward. You know, I know, Saw, when you were doing Gardena and you would do the dodgeball, you know, it was never a big moneymaker. I mean, you would have 90% of that facility was always running basketball games. And I think me and you share the same mindset um, that really, you know, me and you are fortunate enough to be in financially good places where we don't have to take advantage. You know, we don't really need the money. And one of the benefits of this, too, is that people are just they really appreciate it, man. Like I've noticed, you know, 
when I've done tournaments and saws done tournaments, people are a lot more willing to help out with everything and set things up. And it's just a better experience. You know, um, we don't have a lot of sports nowadays and it's getting worse and worse where things are free. You know, I mean, anytime you want to go play a sport, you got to sign up and pay. And even if it's for a public area, you know, for example, I, I play soccer three times a week and I've been fortunate enough to find a place where we do pickup games. But basically for most LAs, if that's a word, you know, <laughs> yeah, thanks. It sounds like layans. I didn't mean to go sexual, but for most LAs, uh, actually that sounds like something from India that sounds you Sounds like you just can't say alien correctly. Yeah. Okay. So oh yeah. That's true. Okay. So for most LAs, um, they end up paying $10. Like I see this where people sign up to go play soccer at a public field or basketball at, you know, a public rec center where it's outside, where it's taxpayer dollars. And like we already paid for those parks. Yeah, there's a little bit of maintenance and upkeep, upkeep but that's your tax dollars. You know, so I think people really appreciate, you know, when you can offer something that's not expensive because we kind of feel like we're getting shafted by, you know, the ever more difficult availability of finding sports for free, you know. Um, I don't know what your guys thought on is on that. Well, I'd like to go back to what Sal was saying about focusing on the people and focusing on the motivation and, uh, you know, cause a lot of people that I've learned over time have come to dodgeball because they, they just want to be active, but they just want to be around people. And if you can foster or create or curate a environment where you meet good folks, um, you know, you're going to have a lot of really high retention. So, um, you know, without turning this into a anti NDL thing, um, I feel like that's where they fell short was <laughs> it was definitely numbers for them. And that was, you felt the difference between them and other organizations that eventually, um, you know, beat them, beat them to their, at their game. So yeah, the, uh, the world record for the, um, world largest, world's largest dodgeball game was the 25th of September, 2012, 6,084 people UC Irving, and it was credited to NLA sports. So, um, that's pretty cool. And actually, is that, Oh, was, we almost yet. <laughs> we almost missed that by eleven years on the date. Um, so, Saf, so you can tell me more about Wakapalooza. So, what what is what is it, and then how does dodgeball fit in? Well, Wakapalooza was an event that was started by Club Waka as initially just a, um, a national kickball uh, championship for all the kickball leagues across the country. That's what it originally started off way back in the day, and over the years. It's it kind of um, evolved into something different, which, as you know, a, a national kickball championship really just caters to the most competitive and most elite players across the country. But moving it to Vegas, we saw more and more people wanted to just come and hang out and be with other fellow players. And so then we started in, in um, adding additional divisions like a social division, a middle division, a uh, kind of a, a slosh ball division. So more and more people would come out. And then we ultimately realized that while everybody just plays a sport on Saturday, during the tournament weekend, everybody's hanging out and wanting to party and having a great time in Vegas, right? Because Vegas is like the penultimate social experience, but right. it's also quite intimidating. And so when you can go with a community of people where you're like-minded, you like a similar sport, you've probably met a lot of these people uh, in various tournaments or leagues across the country, 
uh, it creates a different environment, right? It's kind of like going anywhere with a large group of friends. And so over the years, it's evolved into not just kickball, but now we're interested in just making it a big, fun uh, sports festival weekend for multiple co-ed sports. And our goal is to grow the event by inviting uh, various groups that play other similar type of recreational co-ed sports to come out and leverage the cost savings and that we have through just the usage of uh, logistics and operations that we already have, hotels and venues and things like that to continue to grow the event and to make it so that uh, communities outside of just kickball can also enjoy this. So that's gotcha. what Walkapalooza is, and that's why we're excited to uh, kind of formally uh, try to find a way to make dodgeball a really big thing at uh, Walkapalooza. Okay. Um, so I'm on the website right now. I actually just saw Brett Cobble, and uh, it went by really fast, just some familiar faces about to line up and throw. So um, has has dodgeball been a part of Walkapalooza in the past, or is this like the first time? We've or... tried it in the past um, internally with various formats. Um, we, we tried, you know, obviously the, our kickball tournament's on a Saturday, and so we introduced dodgeball on a Friday so that some kickballers could play. Mm-hmm. Uh, introduce them to the game because, again, I, we love dodgeball, and Club Waka, for a brief period of time, ran dodgeball leagues. And so we thought, hey, you know, let's have some dodgeball on Friday. We can introduce the game to people. And we built some momentum up to it until obviously COVID hit. Mm. <laughs> and so that kind of changed things a little bit. But it also um, it also gave uh, myself time and uh, the company time to kind of sit back and reflect. And for Club <clears throat> Waka, we know that our community is mainly built on kickball players because that's how it really first started. And that's our core product. And ultimately, I thought, you know, for dodgeball to have kind of the same growth and appeal that we have with like kickball and these are the same thoughts we have with volleyball it really needs to be spearheaded by people that want to focus on that sport as the primary uh, sport not as a um not as the redheaded stepchild so we will so we wanted to move the game <laughs> saturday and uh have a focus on people that really love the game know the game know the community and and grow up from there so this is kind of our, our first year of you know, basically like a reboot, jump-starting it again and giving it a chance to grow on its own. And I'd like to add something to that. Um, with the reflections made some, uh, Saw's made some decisions that I think really integrate the social experience. Um, in the past, the dodgeball has been off-site. It's been on another location. And as a result, you know, some of the players don't buy into the parties and the social experience because they're not experiencing it during the day. So Saw made a great decision and he decided to have the dodgeball at the same location as all the 2000 other kickballers. And so, you know, it's a snowball effect. And once you're at the top of the mountain and you're round and you're icy, you know, you're not really sure what's going on. And what do you see? You see 2,000 people bringing couches, like I experienced watching. They come out in dresses. They come out in outfits. They're dressed up as bananas. There's girls and boys, human beings with jello shots going around everywhere. The music's blaring. And so Saw came up with the insight and the foresight to go ahead and say, hey, let's get these people, these dodgeballers immersed in that. And that's our goal. And that's going to be their experience this year. And so then the snowball, you're that snowball, and now you're starting to roll down and you got momentum and you're enjoying yourself. And, you know, hopefully the sun doesn't melt you and you just evaporate. You know, I mean, I can't say what's going to happen with all the alcohol, but they're going to have a great time. And so 
I think that was a really good decision. Also, uh, Saw came up with the idea of doing it in cages. So we're going to be doing it in 40-foot by 60-foot cages this year. So the balls don't roll everywhere. And it's kind of kind of like a Thunderdome experience, you know, oh, yeah. where the kickballers are going to see what the fuck is going on over there, man. You know, is it like a murderer? Is it Con Air rebooted? You know, what's, what's happening, man? So we want to draw attention. And with that, what's that? Good analogy, man. <laughs> Thank you. Put the bunny back in the box. So, you know, hopefully Nicolas Cage will be there. You know, he's always drinking <laughs> in Vegas, having a Mai Tai. Well, let's, let's be honest. He's not having a Mai Tai. You know, he's having something hot or like a Long Island, you know, and uh, heavy on the lawn. Anyway. I just love your impression gonna... of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How well... can I quit you? To piggyback yeah, off of uh, to piggyback off of David's uh, description um, for the younger folks, the vision here is to duplicate what has now become really popular for basically everybody under thirty when it comes to enjoying music, which is a festival format, right? Right. Uh, festivals today are more popular than ever, and it's a choice for a lot of people to consume their entertainment dollars rather than going to a singular artist concert with just one stage. They want to go to a festival where there's five stages at the same time artists and music everywhere and you explore the place like it's Disneyland and so the ultimate goal here is to to do that at our event as well where you have areas where it's kickball another area with grass volleyball another area with dodgeball another area where it's cornhole we've got a beer garden we've got a wonderful uh, a food market with like you know companies like In-N-Out and uh, various um, craft beers and drinks and all sorts of fun food. So it's just a fun time, whether you're coming specifically to play a sport or to hang out or just to be casual and hang out with, uh, visit friends. Awesome. And that's the you ultimate know, goal. You know, and to piggyback on that, the double piggyback, if that's a word, you ever been to Chili's and you get those samplers? Well, this is kind of like a, a human being sports sampler. I see where you're going with that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it sounds like this is not just a dodgeball tournament. It's it's a it's an event, a weekend long thing, where I can go play dodgeball and you know, heaven forbid, I actually socialize and have fun, have a good time, and actually see what else is available through through Waka, right? And just social, recreational sports, so to speak. <clears throat> yeah, and, and and you know, again, at the end of the day, Club Waka is focused. Its primary sport is kickball, and so that's why we invite other organizations to come on. on come on in and showcase their respective sports. Gotcha. So that way um, it, it gives everybody an opportunity. I mean, the goal here isn't specifically to promote Club Waka, but to promote social sports in general and build a community. And our thought process is let, let's leverage the, um, you know, just the, the value of the fact that we can bring so many groups together um, that it reduces the cost for operations, as well as to David's point earlier, let's keep the cost low for the consumer. Because for example, you know, what I noticed last year uh, and years past, there would be we would have our kickball event in Vegas and then USA Dodgeball three weeks later did their big dodgeball event in Vegas three weeks later. And then I saw a soccer group and then a volleyball group. They all did their own. And when you do it like that, you don't leverage uh, the consumer demand to be able to low, reduce costs, things like hotel rooms, travel, food, all that stuff, logistics like buses, things like that. So why are we all doing it one month at a time? Right. And why not just come together? And so all the various operators run their program the way they see fit. They collect the revenue, all that. We help by reducing costs 
for everybody overall as well as to the consumer and that's the that's the big goal gotcha. because we're all here for the same reason which is to come out have a good time make friends make memories absolutely awesome. and and i want to add to that you know for the dodgeball and for me and mark running it this will be a a zero you know financial gain you know uh we're not we're not here in this to make any money all the money that we get will be put back into the the prizes and the event and what have you and the overhead and the infrastructure uh, we're looking to build something here you know and and there's a lot of different things that are going on out there um so you know it's a gradual process one of the things i'm looking i'm excited is to create a media package create like you know maybe 10 media packages to kind of go with saw's expertise on this and present these things more earlier um you know as we do this next year and just to keep adding teams and teams and teams so people there's a you know once you start you know cranking out something successful over time you know that's going to lead to some you know buy-in but i think also uh the advertisement needs to start earlier. You know, one thing Wakapalooza is very good at, and so is Jake Mason very good at this with Sin City and uh, with Wakapalooza respectively, is you got teams signing up six months ahead of time, man. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, what other sports events do you see that? So I know that it's taken years for Saw to build that and Jake uh, to build that. I personally feel very fortunate to be having the opportunity to uh, to start to build that, and uh, I'm excited, man. Awesome. So let's get into that real quick. So, so you kind of give us like a good lead in. Um, we kind of skipped over the introduction to Dave. I mean, imagine people know who he is, but how did how did that de- decision work? Where you guys decided we're going to treat dodgeball in your own words, like not like the redhead stepchild that it is, give it its own space. So, how, how did uh, Dave Benedetto and, and Mark Acom come into the play? Well, I think it, it speaks to the fact that you can skip the intro on David because everybody knows who right. he is. <laughs> the the OG, the godfather. He's the closest to Patches O'Houlihan you're going to get when it comes to Dodge. <laughs> um, not only is this man <clears throat> doesn't age, but he's high energy. He's intense. And I think whether you love him or hate him, you know who he is. And he's such an enigma. Uh, but most importantly, most importantly, I think we can all agree he cares about the game and he certainly cares about the people. And so I think that is a great way to jumpstart and kickstart what we're doing here because, you know, it's all part about our core value and mission statement, right? And if uh, as long as we continue to put people that understand that, then the product itself will come to fruition the way we think it's going to be. And so uh, I have no doubt that David and, of course, Mark, who has done so much for Elite and, 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 the, and the competitive world of dodgeball overall, I think we're in good hands as to people – uh, guiding this ship to to create an opportunity for people to have such a tremendous time um, playing the game. Awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, man. Uh, I'm lucky enough at this age to still be getting opportunities where it gives me purpose. And uh, something like this gives me purpose. So I do definitely appreciate that. Thank you, Saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's good to see that. And Steven, uh... Steven, you have purpose too. You don't need to walk around with a grenade launcher in order to feel good about yourself. So, you know, I mean, first of all, have you I, have you ever done that? Well, I mean, it might. You know, have when you I was ever in held college. one before? Because it's it it definitely gives you a sense of purpose. Okay, just saying. I have not. Don't knock it till you try it. So, 
I, you know what? I really shouldn't speak on things I don't know about. So, um, <laughs> I am, I, 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 I lack grenade launching knowledge. You know what? I really, I've never, you know what? I've held a banana. That's about it. It's the so. same thing. It's pretty similar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The M203s are, are pretty, uh, they'll, they'll change your perspective on life. Anyway, well, my, my wife, my wife might beg to differ, but that's okay. <laughs> that's for another time. Well, um, we'll, uh, We'll wrap up real quick just with the the Wakapalooza thing because, as I said, I kind of wanted to keep this one relatively short so we can get it out and, and hopefully generate some interest and just let people know what they're in store for. But just real quick, I'm going to read over just kind of like the setup. You'd already mentioned this is going to be uh, outdoors. It's going to be in a cage. So outdoors, like, are you going to be playing on a grass field or concrete or what's what's You'll the be on a grass like? field. You'll be on a grass, a low-cut grass field, so the ball will move fast. It'll bounce really well, but it'll also be very gentle on your 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 feet and your knees. So um, I, we have done cage dodgeball here in Orange County before with NLA. Yes, uh, yes. One of the there. best things in the history of human beings, but go ahead. Sorry. And, it, and, it, and it's certainly fun, and I think the game in itself is fun because when the balls are contained in a cage environment, it just adds this very um, intense battle warrior UFC style uh, intensity to the game. And so it's exciting. So it'll be outdoors. Uh, don't worry. We have a, a wonderful setup where there's going to be plenty of shade for the players to sit, relax. The dodgeball area is going to be near where the DJ is going to be and also near the bar, the beer garden. So they'll have access to, to booze pretty regularly. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a great time. We have people in golf carts that come around with waters and drinks, um, food and stuff. So it'll be, it'll, it'll be a very unique experience for the game of dodgeball from the traditional sweaty gyms that players are used to. Nice. Yeah, I would like to add to that. Uh, that's a fantastic articulated description. I want to go ahead and add to that. It's going to be just a sensory overload. We've, you're going to have the music. You're going to have the cages. You're going to have people watching you. Then also, I'll probably throw down a little bit of commentary. I don't want to inundate. But basically, just getting people excited. Um, I will also have trunk drinks as well, so that'll be fantastic. We're going to be using USA. If you need trunk drinks, just message me. Um, Malibu is going to be the drink of choice. Naturally. Uh, if you need something else, um, you know, just say something nice about me, and I'll go ahead and provide that for you. <laughs> um, I'm an easy man, you know. Uh, USA Dodgeball was generous enough to provide the balls. Um, there is Waka balls, but um, after just talking and, you know, the people were pulling from, uh, they, they seemed to enjoy the no sting. And I like the no sting. Nothing, not, not to rank on Waka Dodgeballs. Those have been great. I've loved playing in their leagues. But thank you very much, USA Dodgeball, for providing those as well. And this thing, this whole kitty, this whole caboodle, um, is going to start Tuesday. I mean, the event is actually going to be Saturday starting at 10 o'clock, and it's just going to be nonstop dodgeball. Um, but if you want to be part of the parties, those are starting as early as Tuesday, and they go all the way to Monday. And so if you oh go God. to the registration at wakapalooza.com, you can purchase <clears throat> a wristband. And so can you tell them a little bit about the wristband? Sure. So when you sign up to play the sport, you have an opportunity to buy what's called a, a discounted party wristband. And for uh, just a single price of $50, it gets you exclusive access and no cover entry. Wait, did you just, I'm sorry to interrupt. Did you just say exclusive ass? 
<laughs> Exclusive access. Okay, sorry. That's exactly a lot of our sorry parties that we're hosting. And um, you know, over the years we've had players that make this their vacation. So they come as early as Tuesday or stay as late as the following Tuesday. But basically, during that entire week, there are dedicated parties uh where Walkapalooza players will be able to uh either enjoy VIP, uh obviously no cover, no entry to all the venues. Um, and we also we even have some private parties, and these parties range from like some of the hottest nightclubs in Vegas, from like Hakkasan to Omnia to Excess, uh, Zook, things like that, to rooftop pool parties, night swims, uh, more backyard style parties, a flip cup championship tournament, all sorts of events that you can pick and choose which ones you want to go to, and know that you'll be there with a bunch of other co-ed social sports players that are just having a good time. So whether you wanted to go on a Disney bar crawl on Fremont Street that we're hosting, or you want to see Martin Garrix or Steve Aoki or Loud Luxury at a at a at a Vegas nightclub, you don't have to pay an additional fee to get VIP, no cover access. And at many of these events, there are discounted drinks, some free drinks, um, and VIP areas that are reserved just for us. And we're able to have this because of the fact we are leveraging so many people to come out to these events that these venues actually work with us to make sure that our players have. Just an amazing time because we know Vegas can be an intimidating experience and our staff provides a full concierge of hosts to make sure that players get to venues, don't have to figure out what line they're getting in. They get they're they're at the right spot and uh, they make sure they're hanging out with like minded people. And that's just part of the experience. That's awesome. And plus, you're going to be working with, uh, you know, Mark Acom, who's going to be running it with me, who did Elite Dodgeball across the country i don't think i think it speaks for itself did that for seven years and then also was doing usa dodgeball so um i think you are going to have a great can we swear on this thing i've I've accepted i lost my clean rating label so (laughs) fire away (laughs) (laughs) weapons free david weapons free weapons free all right fuck thank you (laughs) You know, you shoot a bazooka like I say fuck. So I I think we just appreciate the the release, you know. Um Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um so no sting 7 on 7, there's a recreational and competitive division. Do you choose which one you are? Are you going to be like how do, how does so that work? Is, yeah, so we're combining it uh, this year. There's no stacked teams this year. Uh, there were a couple of teams that were going to come that were USA player based, um, but it turns out there's a couple of events going. The USA Dodgeball, they actually have their practice squad. They're practicing mandatory uh, in Arizona the week after, and the, the the weekend of this event, there is a big uh, USA event in Arizona. So, uh, because of that, we don't need to worry about stack teams. So it's going to be more, 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 and more focused on the social aspect, and the teams are going to reflect that. So I'm excited. And that's a great point, David. I mean, what we're looking for now with being a little over a week out are just people who want to come and play. You don't need to have a team. We're we're, we're really looking for free agents or people with a yes. friend group or two, and we have teams that we can put you on. But you want to come out and experience a new way to play the game and have a wonderful time and be part of the OG group that really gets this thing going. I think it's going to be a wonderful wonderful experience the cost is really inexpensive it's only 45 dollars to play and you get a whole day you're gonna get tons of dodgeball your arms will be sore afterwards you're gonna need to throw with your opposite arm just to be able to keep playing but uh, we wanted to keep it cheap and easy so you can have a great experience and you don't have to feel intimidated about 
finding a whole team and all things like that. We're going to welcome you with open arms. Uh, just come out and play. We'd love to have you. Awesome. Absolutely. I will make a clerical correction on that since it is uh, past the early road special. It is 55, but also with your multi-arm wear down experience, you're also going to receive a swag bag and a t-shirt. So um, the like I said, we're not making any money off this and you're benefiting from the uh, just a massive amount of people that are that are already coming here and lowering the costs, man. Does that make sense? Is that a business? Uh, does that sound intelligent businessly? You're the master at this, so I'm just trying to be articulate here. It sounds great, David. Okay, awesome. That does sound like fun. So, awesome guys. Well, thanks for um, you know kind of talking about it with me a little bit. And like I said, you know, hopefully we get some interest for for those that are going and just kind of get them in, uh, get them an idea of what they're in store for. Sounds like an awesome event, and um, we'll have to talk about it when when it's over with. Yes, thank you very much. And free agents, feel free to message me personally if you want. I can let you know the other players that are free agents, and uh, we can put you on a team that, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> that you actually uh, perhaps know some of the people. And um, message me or sign up. We got room, man. Free agents. F A. Fa 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 fa. Awesome. Alrighty, so that was a brief uh, precap for the dodgeball portion of the Wakapalooza event that's taking place on the uh, weekend of October 6th. And thank you so much, Sa and David, for for hopping on and kind of just sharing some more about the event and um, you know, just having fun talking about it with, with me. Um, definitely looking forward to recapping with you guys after the fact. Sounds like it's going to be a huge, huge blast for a lot of people. And um, you know, if you're on your way, safe travels, have a great time, and um, yeah, we'll see you in the recap. bunny back in the box so you know hopefully nicholas cage will be there you know he's always <laughs> drinking in vegas having a mai tai 